Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sportlight Podcast. First off, we want to announce that Especially for Athletes will be hosting two awesome events free of charge on May 3rd and May 5th, both from 7 to 8.30 p.m. On May 3rd, we'll be in Lehigh, Utah, and on May 5th, we'll be in Spanish Fork, Utah. We're gathering members from the E4A family from around the state. We'll have some food, E4A swag, guest speakers, games, and just a chance to meet the other athletes that have joined E4A from around the state. Please register soon for this at e4a.org. That is E, the number four, A.org, so we can coordinate food and other activities. If you're someone who is remote and would like to join via technology, get in contact with us on our website and let us know, and we'll try to coordinate that. In this episode of the Sportlight Podcast, we're going to talk about how to help our children and those we coach handle losing. We will address not only how to act toward others after losing, but we will also talk about how we can help our children use the frustration of losing to foster growth in their own lives. Welcome to the Sportlight Podcast for parents, coaches, and athletes. The Sportlight refers to the time in an athlete's life when they have increased ability to affect the culture around them and the increased opportunity to learn life's lessons through sports. This podcast aims to help parents and coaches capitalize on their athletes' precious time in the Sportlight. The Sportlight Podcast is brought to you by Especially for Athletes program. How are you, Dustin? I'm doing great, Chad. How are you doing? Good, man. I'm getting super excited for these events coming up. Anything you want to say about the May 3rd, May 5th event? No, just that parents, coaches, please try to, you know, if you can, you have somebody you think can benefit from those, we'd love to have them. It's a, you know, we don't charge at them. We, we've had a lot of kids over the past ask us about more opportunities to do more with, especially for athletes. And, and we're hoping to do these events regularly next school year. We're, we're going to be working on that over the summer, uh, putting together a schedule of different guest speakers and topics to meet together, but let kids meet other athletes from around the state and hear from different speakers that we have in, in, uh, that we know and in our network and, so yeah, just just come to it. We're looking forward to it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's get into this podcast on losing. What a wonderful podcast to <laughs> yeah. But you know, sometimes our kids have a difficult time losing and and when they're young, we can set patterns, we can help them to handle that in a in a healthy way after they lose that car ride home is a significant time where we might be able to help them develop these patterns of handling loss and disappointment in a way that builds resilience instead of excuse making and blaming and these other things. So, so I just want one of our core principles, Dustin is competing without contempt. And one of the dynamics that needs to be handled after a loss is the frustration you might feel toward those who just beat you. And I'm just wondering if you have any advice for parents or coaches about how to respond toward those who just beat you after you lose. Well, I have two thoughts on that. One is, I think there's a difference between frustration and disappointment. And what I mean by that is that when I feel like, I, whether as a player or as a coach, when I feel like I gave it all I had or the team I coached gave it all they had. They were prepared. 
we executed the game plan, um, you know, and for one reason or another, we didn't lose or we didn't win. Excuse me. We lost. I'm, I'm disappointed. Um, I'm not frustrated, right? I'm disappointed. Frustration, I think, is a is sort of the byproduct of expectation, maybe, right? When we're expecting something, but we're not really maybe ready. Um, I think there's some frustration that comes from regret that comes from not being ready. I, we just watched the national you know, championship in basketball and college basketball. And there were 63 teams that in this tournament that all lost, right? Some of those teams, they did a lot better than they thought they were going to do. And I don't, I don't know that they're leaving the tournament frustrated. They, they might be leaving it disappointed because they, man, we almost, almost won it all. They all, if you're a competitor, you're, you're not going to lose and never be okay with it. But, you know, I, I think that in most cases, when we talk with our kids and this question you asked me, Shad, I, I think that, you know, maybe that's a good way to ask the question. Are you frustrated or are you disappointed? And, it, and if they say I'm frustrated, well, why? And, and, because that's probably going to be some, you know, some action that wasn't taken or some something that either wasn't done properly during the game or in preparation for the game that's caused this frustration now, this regret. And versus I'm disappointed we didn't win and, and, and being able to point out, well, did you give it all you had? Did you feel like you played your best? And if that's the answer, then yeah, you know, there's not a lot I can do about the disappointment. That's, I'm glad you're disappointed. Quite frankly, we should be more concerned if our players or kids aren't disappointed. Um, we should want them to be disappointed. Um, but but you know, if they're fr- frustrated, then and we can see that frustration. I think the good p- parent or coach is the one who dives into well, what's the cause of the frustration? Because if we just assume that they're frustrated because they lost and that's just what, well, no, they're, they're frustrated because they didn't, you know, that maybe they don't feel like they they're fast enough or they don't play like, feel like they're playing, you know, the strong enough. And well, what are, are those within our control? Is that something that we have control over? Right. And if it is, if it falls under that effort and attitude, then all right, let's, what are we going to do to, to help you for next time? But if it doesn't, and it's just, Hey, you lost the game, right? Like, St. Peter's in this tournament, some of these teams in this tournament that we just watched college basketball, uh, they just lost because they weren't good enough, but they played, they gave it all they had. And, you know, I don't think they're going home frustrated. Um, so I, what, I, what we can't do, though, is, is make excuses for them. And we've got to bite our tongue in blaming referees or blaming a coach or blaming, you know, anything other than a Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. The question is, what are you going to do about it? Are you happy with your performance? And if the answer to that is no, all right, well, now what then? Well, then what are you going to do tomorrow to to try to prevent this from happening next time if you can? Yeah, I love that. I've seen sometimes where kids, you know, they want to be mad, not shake the other team's hand, you know, just things like that. I I think any time a coach or a play, a parent of a player sees that that's just something to nip right in the bud, right? Just to say, okay, you know, Hey guys, everyone gather around right now. You're going to go shake that team's hand. You're going to tell them, congratulations. They beat you. Yep. And, and not put up with that at all. But I love that what you got into there, Dustin, that's kind of the second question there. Um, 
I want to go through just kind of rapid fire, you know, and maybe the answers to these will bleed into others, but I, I just kind of thought, okay, what are ways that I wouldn't want my own children to react after a loss? And here are some words that I came up with pouting, blaming, complaining, giving up. Um, maybe let me go with each one of those. What would you do if, if you got in the car, your son, your daughter has just lost a competition, whatever it might be, and they're just pouting, their heads down, they're sulking. How do you handle that moment? Well, I've had it many times. Uh, I usually don't say anything. Um, I, I kind of wait until I say, hey, let me know when you want to talk. But I, I don't jump right into a conversation. I know when I was a player, you know, I didn't really want to dive into dissecting the game right away. Right. When I got in the car with my, you know, my mom or my dad, sometimes you just, the kid just needs a chance to, you know, or so, sort of digest what just happened. And, and if they're feeling sorry for themselves, then, you know, you can feel sorry for yourself. I, all you want, when you're ready to address it, then let's talk. And I'll, I usually will simply say, Hey, tough loss. You know, let's talk about it in a minute. Let me know when you're ready. And then I'll give them a couple minutes till I can maybe see that they're at least, you know, somewhat composed. And then, and then for, and then ask the question, you know, how did you feel you did? And, and I, and let's talk about it, you know, and, and I, I always try to point out when they're ready, I ask them, do you want to talk about it? Here are the things that I think, I think from my perspective, you know, maybe could have been done better after I hear their thoughts, but then always try to find something positive as well that they did. You know, you know, even if they, they had a horrible game, at least they had the guts to play, you know, and they, and they didn't give up and they, um, if they're quitting and they're just a, you know, they just, they give up then, yeah, then there's going to be a serious level of disappointment in me and probably a serious ride car ride home on, are we doing this for the right reason? But I think we got to be patient to not dive into dissecting it super quick. Yeah, I, I agree. In fact, I think we focused on a podcast way, way early in this, one of our first podcasts on talking about process and not, yeah. not outcomes. And, you know, for me, I, I think whenever I have one of my, my kids or someone I'm coaching that's in that situation, I always ask them some questions when they're ready to talk. I think that's super wise counsel. You know, it's not like they come to the car and dang it, you know, and okay, let's, you know, let's have a deep conversation. But when they're ready to talk, um, I, I like asking them, well, tell me about the things you can control. How was your effort today? Yep. You know, and if they say, no, nah, dad, I gave everything. Awesome. How was your attitude toward your teammates, toward everyone else? And I think I had a great attitude. All right. You know, effort and yeah. attitude. That's, that's all I'll ever care about. However, you know, so, so if, if your effort was there and your attitude was there, then I don't, I don't know, like being disappointed and heartbroken to loss. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. But you but, probably, you shouldn't, you really have nothing to be frustrated over, right? Yeah. You, I love that. All you had and, and your, your teammate, your team may not have played well. So maybe that frustrates you that, uh, well, where my team wasn't, I don't feel like my team prepared. I felt like they were goofing off. I felt like we weren't ready. 
okay, um, to the point that you can control that, what are you going to do about it? Because you don't know that for sure. Maybe, you know, maybe they don't feel that way, but you need to talk to your team. You need to talk to your coach. There's some leadership opportunities there. That could be frustrating in team sports. If you feel like you took it more seriously than other people did, I get it, right? We've been there. Okay, what are you going to do about it? That's the frustration and that's within your control. That's something you can address at least. Now, you may not be able to change the way they they, you know, they perform or they prepare, um, but you can at least address it and talk about it. But disappointed, um, I hope they feel that way. I have a coach Boyette, a basketball coach, shared something that I, I wanted to share real quick on this. It goes right with that question you said, Chad, is he said, give me a kid who fights back tears while painfully shaking the winner's hand. The one who hides his face and sobs quietly on the bus because losing rips his heart out. That kid who aches to get back to work, losing never hurts losers. It only hurts winners. So, you know, it hurts those who wanted to win. The kids who don't care or apathetic towards it, those are the toughest ones to coach. And if our kid doesn't care, then I think that's a bigger problem. I think I want to see emotion, right? You want to see that. It's just, again, to your point, what can you control? And are you frustrated or are you disappointed? And if you're frustrated about something that's within your control, let's discuss what we can do to maybe address it. Otherwise, if you're just disappointed because, you know, you missed the play, you missed the shot, didn't go in. Hey, that's nobody's fault. That's just how it works. It's going to happen. It's life. And don't let it wreck tomorrow. Like move on. I hope it hurts tonight. And I hope you want to make it next time. You can go out and practice shooting. That's the only thing you can do to hopefully be better next time you take the shot. But other than that, move on. Yeah, I love that. In fact, I on our one of our social media channels on TikTok, I did a, a post about why I hope that my kids um, hate losing, why I want them to want to win, you know, because it creates these moments in their life that provide disappointment. You know, I love that quote you just read, you know, give me that kid with tears in their eyes, shaking the winner's hands. I don't want, uh, I remember it just being sometimes out of place when someone's like super cheerful and happy, you know, just right after a loss. I just never quite understood that dynamic, like that, that mindset. I, you know, you spoke of St. Peter's, uh, their coach, Shaheen Halloway. Now I guess he's headed to Seton Hall. That was breaking news this week. But um, but he, he actually posted the morning that they lost. He posted a quote from Chris Baird, who's the, the head coach of Texas Longhorns basketball. Listen to this quote. I'd love to get your thoughts on this because it captures that, that quote that you just said. I I think this kind of could be a great addition to that quote. You want them to be brokenhearted, tearful, you know, so frustrated that they lost, shaking hands with with people with tears in their eyes. But then what? Then what do we teach our kid to do? And I love this quote. After a few losses in a row, Coach Chris Baird was asked if he was going to do anything differently. He responded, no, we stay the course, process. Get up, make sure you win the day, go to class, sit in the first couple of rows, take your hat off, turn your cell phone off, listen to the teacher, take notes, get in the training room, 
take care of your body. Make sure you eat four or five meals like a champion. Stay away from the dollar menu. Go eat something that has some color in it. Tell the Coca-Cola later and drink the water or milk. Get in the video room. Watch it. Take hard coaching. Be a man. Go to practice. Get loose. Embrace the practice. Come back at night and get your shots up. Be a great teammate. Get in the weight room. It's the process. It's what you do. You stay after it. We work at this thing about 362 days a year, and you got 31 games. It's not about the pregame. It's about the process. You earn the right to play games. You just got to keep fighting. And yeah. I think that's the, of course, we always won't be that poetic, right? But but when our kids like, man, embrace the fact that they're crying, I'm maybe even tell them, I'm glad you're sad. That tells you that you care deeply about this. And I love the fact that you get to face disappointment in your life because then that facing the disappointment, having those tears in your eyes at the end of the game, but then going back to the process, getting up the next day, going to class, doing what you need to do, you know, going to the weight room, doing what you need to do, eating the way you need to eat, sleeping how you need to sleep, like go back to that process. That is resilience. Yeah. And I think winning or losing gives our children the opportunity to develop that resilient response. And so so I love yeah. these these concepts, you know, pouting, blaming, complaining, giving up. It's okay to be sad, but it's not okay to to stay sad, to stay pouting the process and helping our, our children and teams get back to the process. Okay. We lost. I'm glad you're sad. Now what's our process that's going to help us get better. That, that builds resilience as we turn their minds toward the process instead of pouting, you know, we we want them to realize that anything worth anything comes at the risk of, of pain. And really the, the greater the reward or the greater the opportunity, the harder the and, and more painful the result is if you don't reach it, right? If you lose. And that's our life principle. Um, sometimes when we speak to kids, I, I spoke it just, just last week. I brought this up uh, to some college age kids that you are all at that age right now where you're, you're, you know, the next big step for many of you is going to be possibly getting married. That's a tremendous gamble. It's a tremendous risk, right? If you were to start, if you try to have a family, decide you want to have kids, there's a tremendous risk involved in that and pain involved in that and, and potential loss there of something that you're going to really, really love. But that doesn't, so do you not do it then? You're right. You're afraid of the pain. So you just don't allow yourself to be vulnerable enough to love somebody, right? Or I'm not going to, we're never going to have kids because I don't want to go through the pain of losing one. And I know somebody who did, so I'm just not, well, then you miss out on what if you don't lose, you know, what if it's the, what it, what it will probably be and should be. And, and is for most of us, you know, the greatest part of your life, you have to risk it. And so, you know, when our kids learn that in sports or a player learns that, man, that really sucked. I just got embarrassed. And the question is, okay, are you, does it suck enough that you're going to do something to try to avoid it? Or does it suck so much that you're going to tuck your tail between your legs and give up and quit? 
And that's what's so great about athletes is that they learn to come back the next day and take more. And most of them don't give up. And most of them don't quit. And, and, and through doing that enough, they de develop some resiliency that's really hard to teach kids nowadays. How do we teach kids right now to be resilient or to work? Most We have kids in our community. I mean, not this isn't the case everywhere, but it's hard to find work for kids. In a lot of communities in America, these kids don't even mow their own lawns, right? I mean, I have them do yard work. Well, a lot of kids don't even do that. Dad pays somebody to do that. They have a professional group. They don't work on farms anymore. They're not, right? They, the only thing they have that's really difficult and that creates a little bit of hopefully some uncomfortable moments is being out there on a sporting event or field where they can lose and learn how to, you know, learn how to deal with it. And I think that that's why we can't rob them of that experience by over sheltering them or making excuses for them. And let them feel, let them sit in it for a minute. Let them feel uncomfortable. I, my wife asked me, I was so mad after a game that, that I coached that we lost. I, I, I'll be disappointed for days after, just not always in the best mood sometimes. She said, why do you do this? I said, honestly, I know I'm a little bit disappointed, but I feel like at least I feel something. I feel alive when I'm competing. Win or lose, I feel something. And that's what I, I enjoy that, right? It, sometimes it's a crappy feeling. But you feel, right, it's better than just going through the day or going through the week, not having something to, I look forward to the chance that I might feel awesome. We might win, might be great. And there's going to come that feeling of just in sleepless nights and regret and frustration and disappointment, everything. And, but that's how you grow. And that's, and I, so I, you know, it becomes sort of an addictive uh, way of living, I guess. Um, and, and I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. But to your point earlier, Shad, and to the, that we talked about on an earlier podcast, and, and you actually wrote a, a, a story on this once uh, about the oversheltering that we do sometimes of, of kids and, and have done and discussed that in some of our trainings that we've done to parents that when we overshelter or overprotect, we actually rob our kids of that opportunity to learn resiliency in, the, in one of the only avenues and arenas they're going to learn it which is athletics. It's very difficult to teach them those lessons outside of the real life lessons they're going to learn someday when real life hits them. And hopefully they're somewhat prepared to deal with that when they get into their 20s and 30s and 40s and real life problems happen because of a game where they struck out four times. If that teaches them a little bit about getting up and getting back at it, and we can tell them, hey, it's not the ref's fault. It's, you know, we got to learn how to hit that pit and what are you going to do about it and call it as it is then losing actually we should hope that our kids to your point earlier have the opportunity to lose if we have the big picture in mind right absolutely and and the great thing about sports is they will have the opportunity to lose yeah exactly every kid i mean as you go up there's there's one state champion yep and yep. they usually don't repeat year after year after yep. year, which means that the year before those kids got a lesson in losing and now they get the lessons of winning. And I just, I love that about sports. There have been times where I've been watching my own daughters in tears after a disappointing uh, outcome of a game or, a, or of a competition. And I'm literally sitting there because I know in my heart what losing has done for me. 
I'm literally sitting there thinking, I'm so glad they have something in their life that they care enough about that they're sitting in the back of my car right now with tears rolling down their face. Because there are very few things in this world that kids care about enough to bring them to tears and and to have something that's so relatively unimportant be so important in their life that enables them to build those muscles of resiliency. I feel like I never want to rob them from that wrestle with those emotions because that's going to be so valuable in their life. And sometimes this blaming and complaining and things like that, it doesn't come from the kids. You know, they get in the back of the car and the parents are like, boy, your coach is a jack butt. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, and they start putting it on everything else and trying to rob any pain or any disappointment or anything like that um, by blaming teammates and coaches and referees and weather and everything else. And instead of just like you wisely counsel, just let them, let them be disappointed and turn their mind to process. Yeah. If, if we're turning their mind to anything, it's not to refs, it's not to coaches, it's not to fellow teammates, it's, it's to process. And I think that's awesome to be able just to, hey, I'm so happy that, that you care about this enough to cry. Yeah. That's cool that you have something like this in your life. Now let's talk about if you don't want to cry next time, let's talk about process. Let's come up with a plan. What are you going to do? And, and one thing that just hit me maybe to close here, Dustin, with, with Chris Baird's quote is, you know, he says it's not about pregame. And I think sometimes we like to come up with these short little solutions when the truth of the matter is the way you don't lose is this process that he talked about. It's you go to class, you sit in the front day after day after day. None of these things are going to make a big difference. You aren't going to pass on Coca-Cola and drink milk one day and have that lead to winning. It's 365 days of, of passing on that consistently and getting in the workroom and getting up shots day after day after day. That's what leads to winning. And, and too often, the motivation of losing lasts too short, you know, and people really don't want to pay the price to win. But what I love is if, if we take someone who really hates losing that bad and we just talk day after day about process about, Hey, what are you doing today? You know, um, both of uh, you and I both have daughters who participate in dance and drill and, and many of those things that, enable you to perform well in a competition in a state championship in, in January and February, if girls don't start right now in March, working on those things in April, if they aren't like, there's no way you can develop the muscle capacity, the balance, the skill to perform things in January of next year in January of next year. It starts now or it's not going to happen in January. And so, so sometimes like the sting of a loss wears off and then we fall back into old patterns. And so one thing we might be able to do is, is coaches and parents to say, Hey, if you really care, now's the time you care about it. Cause you're going to care in January. You're going to care when the football lights turn on on Friday night, 
You're going to care that that guy across from you is making you look silly because he's throwing you around because he was eating white, eating right and in a in a weight room. Yep. While you were out with friends and drinking Coke and and hanging out like you're going to care on that Friday night. So if you care, then the process begins now. And, yep. and I think that f- losing can fuel that work ethic and help people develop if we focus on process and not blaming and complaining. And if, and if our, if our children are, it's hard for the coach to do this. The coach is always going to fight this as parents. We should always fight it, but it's, it might reach a point where our kids, we realize they don't care enough to do the things you just said. They like winning, but they don't hate losing. There's a difference and they hope they win, but you know, they, they, and they're going to have an uncomfortable couple days when they lose because they're not ready. But you know what? I'm going to tell them, Hey, son, remember all the, you know, remember all the times you had the chance and you didn't, you didn't, you didn't take advantage of it. And this is the result of it. I'm sorry. It's, it's just this, you're learning a lesson right now. You didn't prepare. And that's a hard conversation to have. But maybe that opens up his eyes to, all right, for the next thing that's important in my life, I got to do the real, I got to embrace the boredom of consistent everyday drills and everyday work and and my sleep and the detail stuff, the stuff that really makes, you know, gives you the best opportunity. Then if you lose, hey, you should be disappointed, but you shouldn't, you're not necessarily going to be frustrated with yourself because you know you gave it all you had. And if you're frustrated with yourself, it's probably because you didn't, you didn't get, you didn't prepare properly. So what are we going to do about it now? If we step in and say, no, 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 you gave it, you did everything possible. It was everybody else's fault. That's the reason why. Then we have just set our kid up to take that same attitude and that same approach into other way more important areas of their life later down the road and situations where that excuse won't fly. Because now they've got big time decisions and and other people are you know that they're responsible for possibly that they they've got to work they got to figure it out so it's just something for us I think to be careful of as parents and coaches and and to discuss with our kids and uh, but really be honest with them and don't shy away from the fact that it, yeah it makes for an uncomfortable in the weekend but losing's not the worst thing in the world in the long run sometimes it's it's better. Weird to say, but it really can be. We want them to feel a little bit of that, to live, like I said earlier, to feel it. So they know the difference between just that gut-wrenching loss and the the just that joy of winning. And then they can separate maybe the differences in the two and their work ethics to the two. And possibly the fact that sometimes you do everything right and it still doesn't work out. And that's life. And the disappointment comes. And that's that's life. It, it doesn't always work out, even, no matter how hard you try. Yeah, that's a great, maybe a question to close to ask ourselves is, is the way we help them respond to a baseball loss, a soccer loss, a volleyball loss or whatever, is that the way we want them to respond to other disappointments in their life? And if that, if not, if they're responding in a way that we're saying, I hope you don't respond that way, you know, at work, yeah. in a marriage yeah. in um, parenting, then maybe we should adjust that pattern and help them teach them ways they can respond more in a more healthy way that leads to growth. So yeah. amen. 
I like well, it. Hey, thank you, Dustin. And thank you, everyone, for joining the Sportlight Podcast. We we would love you to join us at these May 3rd and May 5th events. Please tell people about them and bring people to them. Introduce them to the program. And it'll be a wonderful event for all. And we encourage you to keep your eyes up and do the work. This has been the Sportlight Podcast from Especially for Athletes, sponsored by Coca-Cola. You can learn more about Especially for Athletes by visiting the website at especiallyforathletes.org. You can also learn more about the book, The Sportlight, by Shad Martin and Dustin Smith at especiallyforalfies.org slash book.